Shout out to that boy DJ Candlesticks on the mix. In this episode of the Rockets Chop Shop Pod, I'm going to get into some trade scenarios. Draft night is quickly approaching for the Houston Rockets. What do they do? Do they trade up? Do they draft the pick? Do they trade back? I mean, there's a lot of ways that we can go with this, but I'm going to give you some trade ideas and y'all let me know what y'all think about them, man. So tap in. Enjoy. So shout out to y'all, man. I just um, came off the Bleacher Report live stream. Sorry, the app glitched. I guess y'all was in there a little rowdy. We was in there real deep. I seen the, the chat with the CSG members in there show, showing love to your boy. Appreciate all the support on there. I don't know if we were, it was too many people in the room, but the, the app crashed. So most of y'all didn't get to see my trade ideas for the um, for the Bleacher Report live stream that I did. I'll be doing another live stream with them at the end of the month. Hopefully they can get that straightened out, but that's another story. But I did want to get this content out. And, you know, I love uh, being harassed by people in the comments on YouTube for having terrible trade ideas. Um, so in that in that spirit, I wanted to make sure that I was able to, to, to you know, make you guys mad uh, to start the week with some of my trade ideas. I promise I'm not trading Jabari. I'm not trading none of the young guys. So you guys don't have to, you know what I mean? Don't have to get crazy with me. You know what I mean? If you dislike the trade, just let me know. You know what I mean? We all, we all adults, we can talk about it. But I'm gonna give you all three trades, right? I'm gonna trade up, I'll save that one for last. I'm gonna trade back and I'm gonna keep the pick and just make a trade that really, you know, doesn't really impact um, the drafting uh, at number four. Um, and, you know, we'll go based on uh, the spiciness of, the, of each trade. And I think the least spicy one gotta be just drafting the pick. Okay, and this trade uh, to draft the pick, if we drafted a pick, a trade that I would love for the Rockets to make would be for one, Christopher Emmanuel Paul. The reason I love this trade um, for the, the Rockets because it addresses multiple things. So let's go over the details of this trade. And this is us drafting at number four. And to me, once you get Chris Paul on your team, it really doesn't matter who you draft. You know what I mean? Because whoever you draft, they're going to be groomed under one of the best teachers in the game, uh, one of the best point guards in the game. This helps everybody on the team. He is a type of player that doesn't need the ball to be effective. And he doesn't have to play, you know, 25, 30 minutes a game. You could really just, you know, play him low 20s, um, have him contribute um, off the court, um, a lot of helping the coaching the guys on the court so they can see things in real time. The value that he brings as a teacher in his mind. Um, if you guys really want to, you know, tap into Chris Paul inside of the game, you can watch his interviews. He just did one with the pivot, which I love. Um, and, you know, it's been rumored that the, uh, the, uh, the Phoenix Suns aren't really looking to pay him his uh, two years left on the salary. So I think that two year window, you're going to hear me say with James Harden as well, is a perfect kind of little 
a spot where you can take on really whatever you want you think can help your guys develop and, and take a shot whether at trying to be competitive or just keep going on the development because after those two years are up then you got to start paying guys and that's why i love these two-year contracts now on chris paul's side you know, I don't know why he would want to come to Houston. Um, I guess he would have to pretend that Tillman Fertitta did not say that um, he had the worst contract in NBA history. I guess he also has to pretend what he did speak on on that pivot episode of Daryl Morey basically lying to him and trading him after he told him he wouldn't trade him. Um, but, you know, business is business and, you you know, he's going to have suitors um, around the league. Um, but, you know, maybe the Rockets can make it worth his while. I, you know, I don't know. But let's just imagine. Let's pretend in this world. Um, how we can get Chris Paul. So the way this trade looks um, for this this trade it would be Chris Paul coming to the Rockets. Uh, and what we're going to be sending out is four first round, uh, second round picks. My bad. Y'all tripping. Y'all was going to hang me for that. Four second round picks. And it's going to be the OKC 2024 second round pick, the Golden State Warriors 2024 second round pick. Um, then two uh, of 2025s, one from Minnesota, one from OKC. The reason that a team like Phoenix would want second round picks going forward is because they're a contender. And you can see a great example of what just happened um, of why. And we just saw in this previous uh, trade deadline, how many second round picks were moved around for quality players, right? A lot of trades were made for quality players using seconds, probably one of the most in recent history and, and the added benefit for contenders. And we saw what Denver did during the, the middle of the finals are making trades with OKC to, um, to uh, get off some of their their um, picks to get few, you know second round picks and late picks. This is because of money, right? With this new CBA, teams that go over the um, the apron, the second apron, it really cripples um, what they can do, right? In team building. So as a team that's a contender, when you have big salaries like the Devin Booker's of the world, the Aiden's, the Kevin Durant's, um, on your on your on your contract sheet, it really cripples what you can do team building for it. So these teams are going to adjust. They're getting smart. They're taking second round picks because you could still get great players in the second round. You don't have to pay them anything. They're going to be pretty much minimum contracts on your roster. Some of them could could um, actually contribute to winning without hurting your cap sheet. And you also get the um, the fact that the assets are valuable because other contenders may want second round picks to get off of players that maybe aren't being utilized, like half the roster of the Brooklyn Nets. So that's the rationale behind Phoenix doing that. Plus, here's the kicker, though. They also get to sign James Harden. Now, there have been some, uh, you know, talks. I don't know whose camp who's, is saying that, that James would be open to going to Phoenix. I don't know if Phoenix would want him. But I think for me, if James, for James to, you know, not look like he's just running from the grind, like, bro, go get you a ring, bro. Go get you a ring, dog. You know what I mean? So I think James should go to a contender. If he's not going to stay in Philly, go to a contender, bro. Stop running from this and get in there. Get your, you know, I think a good salary for him would be a two year salary over there in Brooklyn. I mean, over there in Phoenix, because it matches up with um, Kevin Durant's salary. He has three years left. Booker is going to be there for the next few years. Aiden is there for three more years. So basically what you do is the Suns are going to open up a two, three year window of try to be a competitive team. They might even give Harden a two plus one uh, to be there. And you just take a couple swings with KD. James Harden, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Aiden, it seems that could win you a chip. That's a big upgrade from Chris Paul at this point in his career. And James doesn't have to be the man. He just can just play point guard next to two killer scores, two buckets. You know what I mean? He gets a lob threat with DeAndre Aiden. I think it's a no brainer. It fits within their cap space and they're below the second apron so they can still use some of their exceptions. So I think this is a good trade for them. For us, like I said, we get that veteran leadership. Um, we get the point guard 
to help out whoever the hell we draft. And if even if it's Amen Thompson or 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 Scoot or Brandon Miller, um, you know, Jalen gets uh, to work with Chris Paul. Uh, Shangun gets to work with Chris Paul. Jabari gets to work. Like, I think it's a win-win. You get that that much leadership. Chris Paul, Ime Wadoka, you can't lose, bro. And we've seen what he did with OKC. We see what he did in, uh, on Phoenix. He's a guy that's going to turn your franchise into a winner. And I think that would be a great trade if we decide not to do nothing. If Chris Paul would allow it. Y'all let me know what y'all think about that trade. Let's move on to the next one. So the next trade, this one is, I call this one the uh, Harden stays trade, but it's not the Harden stays or Harden comes back like, you know, people or he would want to come back. This is going to be Harden on a short term deal. And this trade, you don't have to blow up your core. Um, and this is where you actually trade back, right? We're going to trade back with this trade and here, here are my trade. So I had proposed this, um, on lockdown rockets, um, that I, we shot, I don't know which, which, uh, which video is going to come out first, but you might be hearing this again for the second time. But I think this trade is a good idea because one, the rockets still get to draft and, you know, a pretty good player in the draft. And, um, you're threatening the needle of being competitive with James Harden. And in this trade, we are actually going to be sending the number four pick to the Indiana Pacers. And they're going to give us their pick, um, which is the number seven pick. And in return for making that move, we're going to give them a top eight uh, protected uh, Brooklyn pick uh, for 2024 as well. It's going to be top eight protected. So in case we tank, we crash out, we still have the ability to draft in a top eight. Um, so that has protections. And the current pick, basically we swap with them. They get four, we get seven. And for doing that, we get Miles Turner back. Right. We get Miles Turner, um, the seventh pick from the Pacers, and then we can sign James Harden a free agency. The reason I love the Miles Turner edition, one, obviously he fits with Shangun. It gives us a different dimension and addresses literally all the stuff that, um, you know, that we have weaknesses at right now. He's one of the most elite rim protectors in the NBA right now. Miles is also a great three point shooter. So you can pair him up with different lineups that include Al P, that include Jabari, that include different guys, Garuba. Um, you give James a guy that could be a lob threat, a pick and pop partner, and, uh, you know, a great vet, another great vet to work with Jabari and some of the younger guys, Tari, um, on the team. Why would the Pacers do it? The reason I, I would say that the Pacers would want to draft a top four pick in this draft is because I look at their roster. And they're not going anywhere, right? There's not enough um, blue chip talent on their roster. Besides Halliburton, Ben Matherin looks like a bucket, but he's not a great playmaker. They don't have a lot of playmaking on the roster, a lot of utility players. Getting in the top four allows them to be able to go get a guy to pair up with Halley that could possibly be an all NBA player. I don't know how many guys they have on their roster. Where does Miles Turner really move the needle for them to become a contender? And I just, they just, to me, just don't have enough blue chippers. And in a market as small as Indiana, um, you want to take a, as many chances you can to get a star player. Maybe they get lucky and, uh, you know, Man Thompson is the goods or maybe Brandon Miller is the goods. Maybe they get scooped, you know, is the goods. And, and that's my rationale for them taking on this. They also get a future first um, out of the deal as well. Kind of help them restock a little bit into us. It's a top eight protected. So what does Houston really look like picking, you know, ninth or tenth next year for that Brooklyn pick um, if it falls down that low? Uh, doesn't really hurt us, but if it falls into that, you know, top five range because we suck, then, you know, all of a sudden, then you still have the ability to trade the pick, draft the player next year, et cetera. I like this trade because you're threading the needle. 
Harden is on a two-year contract that has been rumored. There's a new report that came out and uh, uh, with uh, this morning, I think it was Stephen A. Smith quoted. Let me see if I can quote it for you guys. Uh, what Stephen A. Smith says. Let me put a period on this narrative in regards to what, what people not understanding rather why Houston is in the mix, particularly yeah, considering the young team that they have. Yep. Figure out how I know. I'm not guessing. I'm telling you what I know. I'm going to put this story to bed right now. James Harden was in Houston. James Harden wanted out of Houston. James Harden wanted to go with Daryl Morey to Philadelphia. There was no way that Tillman Fertitta, Rockets ownership, was going to let that happen. They were not going to let Daryl Morey walk out the door and then take their star player with them. It was not going to happen. James Harden insisted he wanted that to happen. Remember, he showed up out of shape. Remember, he was missing, you know, some type, some some training camp stuff and all of this. All of those storylines were going on. Ultimately, what happened is Brooklyn became an option because Philadelphia wasn't going to be an option. When James Harden wanted out the door, James Harden basically said, I am more than open to coming back. Just let me get away and give me an opportunity to try and win a championship because clearly you guys mm. are moving in a different direction and we're not going to have a team to win a championship. Houston obliged with the understanding that if there was an accord that could be reached down the line, they would be receptive to bringing him back and he would be receptive to coming back because obviously mm. as an organization, they treated him well, he treated them well. And that's where all of this comes from. The problem is is that in order for James Harden to hit towards going back, and I don't believe he's going back. I don't even believe he wants to go back, but he just wants his money. And you're thinking if there's one organization that'll give you the money, it'll be them. Well, I would say to you that ain't gonna happen because after watching him in these posts in this postseason, they might be willing to give him a two-year deal. They ain't willing to give him a four-year deal, particularly at max dollars. And so because of that, I really don't see that happening. But everybody that's acting like they don't know, let me erase that right now. Stop acting like you don't know. I just told you what happened. He wanted out. And he basically made an agreement with them. And they made an agreement with him that it is something that we would try to work out in the future. If we let you go now for a couple of years, you go someplace else, you try to capture that championship, then you could potentially come back. If we're interested in you, you're interested in us. We can have a conversation. That's what this is all about right now, because that's what it took for James Harden to get the hell out of Houston to begin with. And since they wouldn't send him directly to Philadelphia, the next option was joining KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. That's what that was all about. That's the only reason Houston Got is it. in the conversation right now. They don't Monica, really need him. Clear he doesn't really need them. This, um, this is Stephen A. talking. I don't believe he's going back. Speaking of Harden, I don't even believe he wants to go back. He just wants his money. I've been telling y'all about this for a while. He says, you're thinking if there's one organization that you will that will give you the money, it'll be them. I would say to you, that ain't going to happen. Because after watching him in this postseason, they might be willing to give him a two-year deal, but they ain't willing to give him a four-year deal, particularly at max dollars. Because of that, I really don't see it happening. So once again, I've been telling you all this. Harden has been about everything but getting uh, a, a ring as far as in, with the Houston talk. It's always about the family, the restaurant, the vibes. Yeah, that's all cool, bro. But I'm not paying you. You know what I mean? I'm not paying you 200 mil to come here and vibe out. 
right to be um be at you know i mean the happy hour on sundays to be at the local um you know gentlemen's establishments getting your getting your groove on like we're not paying you for that we if we're gonna pay a guy a four two hundred yeah he gotta he gotta be talking chips and we're just not ready yet we don't have the infrastructure for that so two year yeah two year 80 two year 80 yeah let's let's talk 85 90 let's we can get free frisky with a two-year um salary and i think that's doable with the Harden thing. So in this trade, that's that's what I'm looking at. A two-year deal for James Harden. You get Miles Turner, um, who has two years left on his contract. Um, you still get to draft number seven. Who's going to be there at seven? Asar. Maybe Asar Thompson is there at seven. Maybe Cam Whitmore slips down to seven. Maybe you get um, Jairus Walker over there at seven. Um, I've heard of people saying Grady Dick could go as higher seven. I mean, there's a lot of good players still left. Anthony Black. There's still a lot of players in the draft at that seven spot that you'd be able to draft um, from that Pacers swap that we, we make in this, add a young player, you're adding Miles Turner, a guy that um, that is, is gonna be somebody that you could really use and actually improve the team short and long-term, maybe even work out a deal to keep them longer. And you're keeping your core, nobody's stepping on anybody's toes um, with this deal. And the best part of this, you still have cap space. You could sign James Harden free agency, bring in Miles Turner via trade and have about, you know, $12 million to go out and add uh, maybe a, a Brooke Lopez or, 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 you know, the, I don't know if Cam Johnson, he probably gets too expensive there unless you want to go into your exceptions. Um, but you could still add shooting and just some depth, maybe uh, the Bruce Browns of the world and things like that. So I, I like this trade uh, in a vacuum. And like I said, I'm not like somebody that's like, I just hate James Harden. I just don't think that you're bringing to him as a guy you're going to invest that much money in. You know what I mean? So I think this kind of threads the needs of both short-term and long-term goals. So y'all let me know what y'all think about that trade. That that might be one of my favorites um, on, on, on this um, these three trades. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. Okay, so this last trade, this is the one that's gonna get y'all going. I know y'all hate whenever I, we uh, we do this, so I wanted to make sure I, I pissed everybody off equally. So um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to do that. Let's try to pull this off. Okay, so this is gonna be a trade that allows us to actually trade up to two because y'all know I love Scoot Henderson, and I don't care if you hate Scoot Henderson. Frank loves Scoot Henderson, right? So um, yeah, this is I'm on this pod, so I'm gonna assume that we all love Scoot Henderson. We're gonna go up to two to go grab him. Right, we're gonna go get Scoot at two from Charlotte. And so what this trade is gonna look like, it's gonna get a little hectic, but I'm gonna try to slow it down and make sense of it. Okay, so let's just, I'm gonna go through all wh what people are benefiting, what three teams are benefit. So it's gonna be Charlotte is gonna be in this trade. Brooklyn is gonna be in this trade and the Rockets obviously is gonna be in this trade. Why would Charlotte wanna trade the number two pick? Well, you know, one, they are a team that's been kind of in the middle of nowhere forever and um, adding another possibly possible, you know, rookie that could come in and maybe help them, maybe not help them, uh, maybe fit with their best player, maybe not fit. I don't know. You know, that's a kind of a middle of nowhere type of move. They're not really trying to tank but they tank because they suck and here they got lucky and got up to the draft lamella was hurt um a lot of guys were hurt miles bridges was locked up or wherever he was in siberia um but they have a lot of things they got to sign pj washington they got miles bridges they have the, the shell of a team that's ready to compete so why not make that move to try to compete with this asset that you have now especially if the player that slotted there um the two players that may go at two brendan miller scoot henderson Brandon Miller a little bit more so I can see that happening, but also the intrigue of Scoot Henderson for them, I don't know if they can pass that up. 
Um, but if they did want to go to become a, a contender or some team that could compete, seeing that the East is open, I would say they have a need for a player that would pair up well with LaMelo that could also address some needs like shooting and defense. And what better player than Mikel Bridges? And you're going to say, well, Brooklyn said that they're not moving on from Mikel Bridges. Well, that's cap. You know, most teams are capping. Everybody has a price. It just depends on what one, one is willing to pay for it. And I'm going to assume that there is a price that Brooklyn may be interested in. They might or might not do this, but we'll see. So Hornets want to be competitive. So we're going to say that we call the Hornets and call Brooklyn. So we're on a three-way call. We're working out this trade. And Houston wants a number two pick. Hornets want to be competitive. Houston calls Brooklyn and says, hey, Sean Marks. Hey, bro. I know y'all have been, you know, against the wall trying to put this together. Kyrie left, KD left, Harden left. You're trying to put all these scraps together. You've got a great player in Mikel Bridges, but does that really move the needle for you, man? Don't you guys just want to start from scratch and really build this thing the right way? Well, we can help you out. Here's what we're going to do, right? Okay, why don't we give you the number four pick, Brooklyn? Right, you get the number four pick. We'll give them the this tw- this year's number four pick, and we'll throw in your next year's pick outright just yours going back to you so you have this year's pick to draft in the top four plus next year's pick in case you suck and tank which you probably will to draft wherever you land and um you know we'll also throw in the sweetener of taking on the albatross of a contract that's ben simmons back to houston so the rockets are going to absorb and shout out somebody on the channel actually suggested this trade and i like it um, and the Ben Simmons to Houston is not for playing. I don't care what he does in Houston. He could be here uh, working his back out pause for, you know, what I mean, for the rest of the season. I don't care. He could be here, but it's a two year contract. So you eat that into your cap space. Once again, that two year window is really important to me because you start having to pay our guys after that two years. So you still can use your cap space as a weapon to get assets. Right. So we take on Ben Simmons. That's worth what? Two picks. Right. Trying to offload Ben Simmons is going to be worth one or two picks because it's really hamstringing them. And we're going to send over. Sorry, guys. Kevin Porter Jr. Um, over there to uh, to Brooklyn because he's technically an expiring for them. So they're going to free up cap space. Um, they're going to get off of Ben Simmons, which is worth at least one or two uh, first round picks to get off of him. Plus, they get the number four pick, which could be a man Thompson in Brooklyn. Maybe it's Scoot in Brooklyn. Maybe it's Brandon Miller in Brooklyn and another first round pick that is theirs outright in 2024. So I'm assuming they do that. Now they're going to send for us doing this favor to them. They're going to send Mikel Bridges over to Charlotte to be the star wing next to LaMelo Ball. And Charlotte is going to send us the number two pick for our services for doing that. As a side deal, I wanted to throw in a um, a uh, extra, uh, you know, little move here where we actually send Charlotte the 20th pick in this year's draft um, for Gordon Hayward, right? So we can move Gordon Hayward of, I think him and Mikel are a bit redundant. Um, uh, once you look at their roster with some of the guys they have, uh, Mikel would basically be the Gordon Hayward. So we'll take him off um, their books. Um, he is a guy that's an expiring salary. We'll give him a 20th pick for that. You're adding a veteran wing that's, you know, a good player that's serviceable at shooting. He's not a terrible defender, great locker room guy. I love Gordon Hayward. I love the fact that he's an expiring salary. So you, if he wants to resign, maybe he wants to do a team friendly deal to keep him on longer, or you can just walk away from him at the end of the year. But once again, you're adding Gordon Hayward, Ben, the, the corpse of Ben Simmons, um, the number two pick, you can add Scoot Henderson.
uh, to the roster. And then guess what? You still have enough money to go ahead and sign a Cam Johnson, right? You can still make your moves, sign the Cam Johnson, bring in or, or guy in that vein and still have money to do other other moves around the edges. Um, to me, I love this deal because uh, it, it addresses multiple positional needs. It brings in veterans. Um, it uses our cap space as a weapon to um, help us uh, attain assets. And it still frees up that Ben Simmons slot, that $37 million he's going to be eating up. Guess what? That 2024 class of free agents is, is just beautiful. And and, and the, there's going to be a lot more trade guys that are available to be traded like a Jalen Brown, like a Jalen Brown. Right. Right. So if he does at Boston, you know, what I mean, maybe they do max him out. Having 37.8 uh, uh, million dollar Ben Simmons uh, expiring, that's a pretty good weapon. That's a pretty good weapon. So that's what I'm looking at that from, not from a basketball standpoint, right? So this trade to me is the three three team trade. You get Scoot, you can dra you can still sign Cam Johnson. You have the expiring, you have the two year contract of Ben Simmons. Um, Sweet in that for the Nets. The Nets get to draft uh, whoever they want. Amen Thompson, Scoot Anderson, Brandon Miller, whoever falls to them. They can tank this year and get into the lottery again for the next season and still have their cap space. They can flip all those first round picks and they can do a little mini re rebuild. Unlike the Rockets, they can do it in two years, right? A little two year, little bang, bang, bang rebuild that they have because even the year after that the impact of us owning their pick is just a swap so even if they weren't as good and we're better than them yeah okay like they don't get to draft whatever i don't know if we're going to be like the number one seed so it's, to me it's a win-win and then hornets get a mikhail bridges as we've seen who's a guy that is a bucket he can guard he plays multiple uh, roles on the court and is a player that may end up being better than we actually think he was so those are my three trades the trade up, trade down, and keeping the pick. I know y'all gonna have a lot to say about this because I already know how these trade shows work. So y'all let me know in the comments. And uh, you know, shout out to um, you know all the supporters. I, I saw you guys in the chat at the Bleacher Report um, live stream. Even though it was a black screen and with no audio, y'all were coming out. Some of y'all stayed there longer, arguing with each other. Appreciate the support, man. They'll get that straight now. That's on there, and I did what I was supposed to do. Y'all know I come prepared. I come ready. I had the goods ready, man. But, you know, I mean, they're they going to get that straightened out. Appreciate the support for the channel. Shout out to my co-host, Space, bro. Space is back. Shout out to you, bro. If you're watching this, I know you're watching this. Uh, just happy to have you back on the live stream. I know the channel is as well. Um, all y'all show you uh, show that boy some love. And, uh, yeah, bro, y'all keep rocking with us. And we're going to keep dropping that fire.